0: This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast.
1: Don't miss an
2: episode. Subscribe today. Off Scripts Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us.
1: I'm Robbie Greenfield and alongside me is Chris McCarty and Sona Rapani. Working our way through the years, we'll highlight world events, cultural achievements and the stories that have been forgotten let's take a sort of rain check on where we're at with the decade at the moment the top performing year is 1990 with an (sighs) 8.04 average Um, 91 and 92 they've seen the emergence of some brilliantly old-school hip-hop and dance and that's kind of where we're staying in 1993 which also saw the peak of the kind of grunge era as well doing this uh, feature has really given me a real good overview of the way trends and sort Mm. of Taste in music and cinema kind of moved and meandered let's go to some of the stories and i've tried to as we've progressed through this feature go ever quirkier with the news stories that i've selected from the year continuing that trend this was the year it turns out of very incompetent criminals and i've got a couple of stories for you to that end jackie t stipes was arrested in johnson city in tennessee In uh, January of 1993, allegedly he intended to burglarize a house and he got stuck in the dog (laughs) flap. (laughs) Um, So that's one of them. This one, um, Adilba Goumares, who was 19 years of age, was arrested in Belo Horizonte in Brazil. This is brilliant. In November of the year, for attempted theft at a glue factory... Now, he had stopped to sniff some of the glue he was stealing, but accidentally knocked over two large cans of the stuff. When police arrived at the factory 36 hours later, he was found glued to the floor. (laughs) Uh, three men electric- electrocuted right themselves trying to steal some copper wire off electrical lines in January no. in Texas. And this is brilliant. And I don't know where... I mean, if this guy's still alive, he'd be a great interviewee for Off Script. But in May, in a place called Elk River, Minnesota, okay, a landlord by the name of Todd Plasted reported that his tenant, Kenneth Lane, had fled the area... Abandoning his rented farmhouse and leaving behind at least, and I quote here, 400 tons of used carpeting that he had buried, at least 10,000 plastic windows from Northwest Airlines planes, rooms full of sofas, mattresses and washing machines, among other things. According to a story in the Minneapolis Star Tribune, a deputy sheriff arriving by the farmhouse saw Lane burying carpeting with a tractor and stopped to question him. Lane panicked and said, I don't know what to say. You got me. I even made Made up an excuse seeing no illegal activity the deputy moved on he just had an obsession with burying stuff
0: the fella was burying 400 <laughs> tons of used carpeting in the fields yeah. around
1: yeah. His farmhouse. What? <laughs> and plastic windows from northwest airplanes i'm not sure where he was getting I mean, these things
2: exactly windows from airplanes that oh. would that would take some covert activity to manage to get you would imagine
0: What's your interest? I just love burying things. 400 tonnes of used yeah, carpet.
1: Yeah, you haven't actually committed any illegal activity, so I'm just going to go now. You're <laughs> very weird. But he's And then he just drove on.
0: He's, but your kept Kenneth fling well, still apart- carpet. Yeah,
1: he did. He did. Again, we need to look into the story in probably greater detail. But this is a good one, Chris. There's a little clip here. There's this TV for, ad for Diet Pepsi landed the soft drink maker with a lawsuit to contend with.
2: Next time you want a Diet Pepsi, Ray, all you got to do is ask. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Now that's the right one, baby.
1: Don't see too much issue about that. Mm. Right, so ventriloquist Arthur (laughs) Takeor. sued pepsi for 130 million dollars claiming that the company's popular tv ads featuring ray charles saying the slogan you got the right one baby Uh (laughs) uh-huh infringed on his intellectual
2: like that impersonation take
1: all insisted that he'd been using this line for years in his act he said he would choose an attractive woman in the audience and say you got the right one and his puppet scooter would then say "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh the judge Funnily enough, dismiss the case. Good. Speaking of Pepsi, they ran a contest in the Philippines in which they promised 1 million pesos, which was about $40,000, to the person who found the number 349 inside his or her bottle cap. Pepsi went on to mistakenly print 800,000 winning caps.
2: That has got to be one of the biggest marketing flubs of all time. Yeah, I
1: don't know what was... Did they pay out? That's the big question. they can't have done so I'm not sure. There must have been a lawsuit. I didn't look into it. It was just a little headline that I found. And this one, oh my word, this is great. So Kevin McAllister, of course, was at that point in time the biggest child character star of all time, courtesy of Macaulay Culkin's mm-hmm. portrayal of him in Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Now, you might recall in Home Alone 2 that he was featured using the gadget a Talkboy, yeah. which I wasn't very familiar with. Everyone wanted one for Christmas. Let's take a listen to the 1993 Christmas ad. Now you can be
0: as clever as Kevin with Tiger's new Talkboy table recorder. Stop drooling on me. Stop drooling on me. It even has speed control. My
2: kids were home
0: early hi kids we're home early tiger's new talkboy tape recorder comes with audio cassette
1: (laughs) love it now i mean when you think of the technology that we have at our fingertips in 2021 it it was probably better suited to an episode of the flintstones than than actual i mean it's amazing that being able to record your voice and playing it
2: back was a real thing and of in 1993 so how much more fun did people have with it By the way, fast forwarding and slowing down when's the last yeah. time you used a voice memo on your phone and thought oh, i am going to slow this down and <laughs> yeah. distort this audio hi Play kids life. we're yeah, home yeah.
1: also it was about the size of a brick it yeah. was just, uh, absolutely enormous it was like the kind of thing you'd have to fold in two hands <laughs> the talk boy it was the hottest toy in 1993 and uh, and yeah it was uh, a crazy year for strange stuff going on it, it certainly was a crazy year we'll look at movies and television and the biggest movie of 1993 still one of the biggest movies ever made was this don't you see the danger
0: john inherent What you're doing here, genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a a kid that's found his dad's gun. These are aggressive living things that have no idea what century they're
1: in, and they'll defend themselves violently if necessary.
0: Dinosaurs and man, two species separated by 65 million years of evolution, just been suddenly thrown back into the mix together. How can we possibly have the slightest idea
1: what to expect? Is that the official trailer? I believe it might have been, yeah. Wow. Chris, Seems. you keep marvelling at trailers. When are you <laughs> going to realise that trailers weren't that great 30 years ago? Yeah, I know. Trailers
2: have definitely yeah. evolved to the point where now they just tell you the whole movie in it yeah, exactly It dawns
0: on me that I haven't heard the trailers of a lot of the movies
1: that I grew up with. I mean, listening mm-hmm. to that, that just does not sound like jurassic park to me and it's just amazing spielberg's longevity jaws in what 70 i think it was five or seven 75 or 77 Mm -hmm. i can't quite remember which but obviously that was the the original summer blockbuster and then 1993 20 odd years later he just drops jurassic park (laughs) and this is an interesting backstory actually because um, he found out about jurassic park while working on er of all shows Um,
2: Steven Spielberg uh, worked on ER.
1: Yeah, they were working... He and Michael Crichton were working on a screenplay that would eventually become the television series ER. And Spielberg asked Crichton about the plans for his next book. He told him about Jurassic Park and Spielberg immediately tapped Universal to buy the film rights in May of 1990 before the book was even published. He was so excited he began storyboarding scenes from the book even though there was no screenplay as yet written. And um, he also wanted primarily to do the other huge film of 1993, which was his dream project, which was Schindler's List. Now, he was only allowed to do Schindler's List if Jurassic Park was also made in the same year. They came to some kind of agreement with um, Universal. Uh, the president, Sid Scheinberg Sh- Sid would only greenlight the Holocaust film if the dinosaur picture was made first. And that's why they led to those two films being released in the same year. Jurassic Park, the summer blockbuster. I mean, what a year for Steven Spielberg. Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same year.
0: Yeah, And
1: here's a little clip from Schindler's List.
0: The list is an absolute good. The list is life. All around its margins lies the gulf what, we can put it out there. Name two movies by the same actor in the same year that could beat the Same two. director, right? Same director, sorry, not actor, you're right. Same director. Because that mm-hmm. is a heck of a two. Yeah. I mean, Spielberg himself has probably had a couple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is the most celebrated, he is the most decorated man or woman in film I think he's been nominated more than any other individual in film history Mm. for the top awards
1: he refused to accept a salary for the making of Schindler's List he um, obviously he was already extremely wealthy given what he'd achieved in his career up until that point. But he said that it was such an important story for him to tell that he shouldn't actually receive any financial reward for telling it. He relinquished his salary for the movie. Any of the proceeds, he would stand in in perpetuity, calling any such personal gains blood money. Mm. Instead, he used the film's profits to found the USC Shoah Foundation, which was established in 1994, to honour and remember the survivors of the Holocaust. Wow.
2: He just sounds, every story we hear about him, he just sounds like such a great guy. Steven. Yeah, just a real. Remember, we, we spoke to somebody who had made, remade an Indiana Jones film and yeah, actually met right. his hero, Steven Spielberg, and said, you know, people tell you not to meet your heroes, but in this case, that he was absolutely larger than life in person and as nice as you could possibly yeah, imagine.
1: Yeah, maybe a great gate. The fifth biggest film of this year found Robin Williams in fine form as Mrs. Doubtfire. I do voices. What do you mean you do voices?
0: Well, I do voices. Yes! We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. We're oh, happy to be in America. Don't ask for a green card.
2: <laughs> I want you in the worst way.
0: Well, this is certainly a rough meeting, and it's not going very well for me, I'll tell you that. Hey, boss, give it a chance. She's going to loosen up any moment. <laughs> Look at me right now, Money Penny. I want to undo that bow and get to know you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the best thing about all of that
1: is? That would have been all off the cuff. That was yeah, the right, it was. Exactly. That's right. So the Columbus used multiple cameras simultaneously to capture the bits where Williams improvised. So they used um, one or two takes for each scene as it was written in the script before shooting and if Robin Williams happened to make something up and they said the resulting footage gave them the option of cutting a PG, a PG-13, an R, and an NC-17 version of the movie. They ended up going with the PG-13. It tells the story, obviously, of Robin Williams who plays Daniel Hillard Mm. getting divorced, losing the custody of his three children and resorting to dressing up and speaking like a matronly grandmother to get hired as the kid's nanny. Indeed, and a Scottish nanny money
0: a Scottish grandmother as well, is an incredible actor, Robin Williams. And I did see a story recently because the director, Chris Columbus, he was also the director of Home Alone. He was asked recently because he has this treasure trove of scenes, deleted Mm -hmm. scenes, and there was some suggestion that they were going to release Mrs Doubtfire for an NC-17 version after the fact. But he has said, not true. It would be going against what we've done. And of course, Robin no longer here uh, lest we forget to i can appreciate his work so he's said no to those stories and those rumors mm. that a new
1: version of mrs Doubtfire was to be released this one from 1993 saw sylvester stallone climbing the rocky mountains and thwarting terrorists
0: watch
2: yourself under the overhang
1: you can deliver anytime anytime you feel like saying something don't we're waiting gentlemen i need my
0: bulb gun and ice axe no don't give him anything take his coat for insurance he freeze to death! You've got your own problems. How? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> such a... <laughs> right,
1: I've got an amazing story to come with this, right? There's a, there's a scene in it where Travers, one of the bad guys... Who's played by John Lithgow. That's, no, John Lithgow plays the other guy. Oh, Travers right. plays the guy with the moustache, and I can't okay. remember his name. But anyway, he does a rope climb from one aeroplane to another <laughs> in the initial scene where the, the cases of money get lost in the mountains. And this was actually a real stunt, Okay. Stuntman, uh, the the guy, the stuntman who actually did it was a guy called Simon Crane. And he said he wasn't going to do that without some serious compensation. That meant one million dollars in his back pocket. It it was actually a Guinness Book of World Records costliest aerial stunt at the time. And the insurance company refused to get on board with it. So Sylvester Stallone himself said, listen, I'll take a million dollars off my own paycheck to make it happen. And sure enough, they filmed the scene. So
0: Simon got a million dollars from Sly, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Sly bankrolled him.
2: If you're going to basically put your life at risk to that extent, I mean, you've got to pull what Simon has done there.
1: Yeah. That's definitely the way to go. That's real. This one is from a film starring Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. One of the most famous exchanges of dialogue in cinematic history. Involving Colonel Jessup.
0: Colonel Jessup, did you order the Code Red?
1: You don't have to answer
0: that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? It's an amazing scene.
1: One of the very best scenes. I get goosebumps every time I watch that movie.
2: Yeah, me too. One of my favourite movies, I have to say. Some other movies, quickly,
1: from that year. The Fugitive, uh, starring Tommy Lee Jones and, of course, Harrison Ford. (gasps) The Firm, Sleepless in Seattle, Indecent Proposal, Free Willy and Groundhog Day. I tell you what, Rob, films in 1993
0: may just be... The best And how can we talk that while well, we talk all things sport in the year?
1: Well, it was the emergence of an incredible talent in the world of cricket, Chris. You know where I'm going with this. It was a certain ball of the century, bowled to Mike Gatting by Shane Warne.
2: First ball in test cricket in England for Shane Warne.
0: And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery... Gadding has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. He asked Kenny Palmer on the way out. Kenny Palmer just gave him a raised eyebrow
2: and
1: a little nod. And that's all it needed. Well, that has turned about two and a half feet. Gadding can't believe his eyes. What a start
0: for Shane Warne. Now, who am I to criticise Richie Bennell, yeah, given the fight? It
1: was almost like he didn't realise how Shane, brilliant it was initially. I mean... Listen it it was so that. good that he almost didn't know what he was saying, yeah. I think. And then when he saw the replay, he realised how good it was. I mean, to, to give you a little bit of context to this, so no, Shane
0: Warren's first game, as you heard there, his first game in the Test Arena. Shane Warren, legendary bowler as he is now today. And he has bowled a ball there that has gone one direction and has essentially turned at a right angle. It is yeah. a quite
1: astonishing. It's why it's been labelled the ball of the century. Now, a long time, in fact, very recently, a long time after that, he actually told this story and I wanted to play this because this is funny. This is Shane Warne retelling that story of his first ball in Test cricket. And Merv just sort of said, give us one of those things that go really fast and straight. He won't be expecting it. I said, shut up, Merv. I just want to sort of land the bloody thing. Take a deep breath, look around. And he goes, buy one of those funny things that go the other way. I said, Merv, can you just shut up for you, please? I'm trying to... Alan Borders at cover over here, and he said, mate, is there any danger of you bowling the ball? <laughs> so I come in, take a step, and uh doesn't say anything, bowl the ball, Gat sort of makes me look really good, and sort of... sort of follows the, follows the drift a little bit, and, you know, if it had been a sandwich or something, you probably wouldn't have missed it, but... It,
0: very He's
1: got that down pat. He's told that yeah. story a few times. If it had been a sandwich, he wouldn't have missed it. Um, but Australia would obviously rout England in that Ashes by a scoreline of four to nil. Yeah, no in change England there. As well, yeah. Incredible. What a team they had: Murphy, Alan Border, Shane Warne. I mean, what a team they had. And what
0: a ball that is! I've watched it time and time again. Gatting doesn't know what day it is, let alone he doesn't know where the ball ends up. It's just a stunning, stunning delivery from arguably the best spin bowler ever
1: there was a big announcement in the world of basketball michael jordan who just completed his first three-peat with the chicago bulls a 4-2 win over the phoenix suns he suddenly announced his retirement on october the 6th only to return a short while later but this was the reason he gave
2: when i lose uh, the sense of motivation and the sense of to prove something as a basketball player uh, it's time for me to move away from the game of basketball it's not because i don't love the game I love a game of basketball, I always will. I just feel that at this particular time in my career, I've reached the pinnacle of my career. Uh, I've achieved a lot in that short amount of time, if, uh, if you want to call it short. Uh, but I just feel that I don't have anything else for myself to prove.
0: I'm still a young nipper back in 1993, but he is the best basketball player at the time. He's It would
1: be like, it'd be like Messi retiring at sort of 28.
0: And then announcing, I'm off to try and play rugby. I mean, Michael Jordan went on to try and play Major League Baseball. Yeah, He wanted to follow. It was his father's dream. But of course, the
2: backstory of it makes so much sense with his father passing and And the emotional turmoil behind it.
0: Correct. But the idea of the best basketball or, or the best sports man or woman... In their sport, at the peak of their power, mm. saying, now I'm done, and I'm going to off to try and be successful in a different sport. And then the comeback, and then when he went on to do with another 3 p, it's astonishing. His story has mm. been well told in the last dance, but it's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, but he did come back, of course, of course and he won, won, he won another 3 Uh The UFC... UFC One was yeah. staged in 1993 in November. It was broadcast live on pay per view. I mean, who 90, I would have thought, I'm amazed it goes back that far. Yeah, um, But it featured the likes of Royce Gracie, Art Jimmerson. Royce Gracie won the tournament by defeated Gerard Gorda via submission due to a rear naked choke. We've seen a few of those <laughs> yeah. in the intervening <laughs> and years. And
0: it sold 90,000 live pay-per-views. In addition to drawing new audiences through video rental stores, Blockbuster, they had it. And that was, it has been since renamed, rechristened UFC 1.0 the beginning and of yeah. course this weekend we saw the 261.
1: 261 260 so. in the intervening period amazing. amazing yeah and look how big it is now and it does so many things that is the envy of other combat sports um, it was the inaugural Premier League Man United won a 26 year wait for league honours it was also the inaugural Champions League it the UEFA Champions League which was won by Olympic Marseille Yeah, they defeated AC Milan in the final United defeated Aston Villa in the league Norwich yeah. came third and Eric Cantona Scored 15 goals and made 16 assists. Yes. Top goal scorer of that season with 22 goals. Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham. In no
0: way. Top goal scorer.
1: Pete Sampras won his first of seven Wimbledon titles to begin a dominant era at SW19, beat Jim Courier in the final. Monica Sellis was stabbed yeah. in 93. Jeez. She actually came back. She retired ultimately in 2008, but she was dominating the sport at the time and a deranged fan of Steffi yeah. Graf just simply couldn't handle it. Greg Norman won the Open. His Only, only his second and final major championship wow. victory at Royal St George's. What a player he was to only win two majors. And I say only, but he, was, he had the kind of career that He should have won a lot more than that. Mm. He shot a final round 64, the lowest score by a winner in Open history until Stenson beat it in 2016.
0: It's a heck of a year. And I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's as close to 10 as you can possibly get.
2: So is that what you're giving it? As close to 10. It's like you want to give it a 10, but you don't want to commit to a 10.
0: I'm going to commit to a 10.
2: I'm giving it a 10 also. That's two it's not tens a ten, from guys. us. That's it's a, not ten. a ten. It's a ten from Kev. It's, it's a ten from Sunjay, and a nine from Fahad. You as need to well.
1: reserve for a ten. Every single facet needs to be well, exceptional. And the sport wasn't. Again, for me, Man I'm United had
0: 26 years of heart to kickstart a, di- a era of dominance. The Champions League, I've had an awful lot of fun throughout my years watching that. That started in 1993. Shane Warren announced himself. Michael Jordan says... Mm, Come on, Chris. Even uh, you would admit, as a Man U fan, there are oh,
1: better oh. years ahead. 19, Come on. No, no.
0: 1993 was the start of the first. What, dominance. are you going to give 99 for sport
1: then? Oh, it'll be, a, a, ten. It'll be a 10. But will the movies... <laughs> the movies will the movies... <laughs> and the songs the sport to wasn't it. that great. Okay, Man United won a Premier League. They won thirteen of them. I know it was the first one. The sport was not that great. Champions it League was not that five. great. There are stellar years upcoming in sport. I'm going to give it a ten. Okay, for me, Ten
2: for me as well, and eight point five from Rob. So we'll nine, calculate nine from Fard,
1: and we've ten got uh, seven point five from Maria. She's a tough marker. Jentzy gives it an eight. 10 uh, from Cave, who's a big Liverpool fan, he says, apart from United And then the 10 from offs. Sanjay as well. But that would be churlish. I tell you what. I mean, that's four tens. Guys, come on. Nice. 10 should be a rare gem. But it ten is. Should it be, is. We know almost one yet. mythical. It is mythical. We haven't
2: given a single 10 so far. Oh.
0: Just thinking back now. Mr. Vane got it
1: a 10, I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mr. Vane got it over the edge. Definitely yeah. played a it role. Was a, it, it was a 9.5 until Mr. Vane came along. beats with that banging tune and Hadaway as well. I mean, there was just an awful lot to enjoy with 1993. I'm going to ride that crest of the wave. I'm going to stick with my 10 today. A 93,
1: I, I feel like you've, you've given the rest of the years nothing to play for. Ah, hey
2: it's got to be genuine you can't be thinking what's the next year you're not going to adjust your score according to what's Correct. to come you have to just give it an honest score yeah. according to how you feel about it Totally yeah.
0: enjoyable hour of radio yeah. <laughs> and uh, for that it's i a just I have ten. an issue with ten- dishing out 10s like confetti well we will be dishing out an awful lot of the 1999 <laughs> for one i can tell you that <laughs> yeah. 2008 give that a ten.
1: lock that in a ten- oh 2008 Usain Bolt, Michael oh. Phelps, Federer, Nadal at Wimbledon. Two thousand and eight is a ten for sport. And then Moscow as well. Robert. Oh my forgetting. goodness me! Is that the most bolted on ten <laughs> yep, yep. in the sporting canon? Skipping a long you've given nineteen ninety three. You've given that a ten out of ten oh, for just the music.
2: You know what? Maria's brought it down a little bit, but its score so far nine point one two five.
0: That's probably about one point. It's probably on point now. We should retire this feature until 2000. We won't be doing (laughs) that. Let's wait and see what the 90s, the rest of the 1990s, have in store for us. Off scripts time
2: capsule,
1: rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. Thank you for listening to The Time Capsule. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate it, and please do, if you've got a moment, give us a review. This is a Dubai I 103.8 podcast.
2: Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today.